Hey everybody, welcome to It's Just Bodybuilding, episode 136. Of course, Big Ron Partlow, Dusty Hanshaw, Scott McNally. Like, share, subscribe, comment, and... Ring the bell. Ring the bell. Thanks, Dusty. We're doing straight Q&A today, aren't we? Absolutely. We're just going to dive in. Let's see. What's your shirt say, Scott? This is, uh, is this is RTB Gym uh, in uh, Lincoln Park, Michigan. It's uh, okay. uh, one of our listeners actually uh, gave this to me, and it's uh, it's a great gym. Uh, shout out to Tino. It's a it's a good place. You would like it, Ron. You would like it. It's okay. It was one of the old original powerhouses, and they have dumbbells that go to like one sixty five. So it's oh, yeah. always been like one of my favorite places, and then it closed down, and Tino took it over. So uh, it's a it's a kind of place where no matter if you've never been there, or not you walk in and you feel like you know I'm at home. They got like the metal kick right. in, you know, nice all I the heavy equipment, here. strive equipment, all the old hammer strength stuff, like everything from the '90s. You'd love it, right? It's very at home. Yes. Which speaking okay. of, I went to uh, I went to Butler Pro Gym when I was in Utah for uh, FitCon. <clears throat> and oh, yeah. uh, I used to, I, tr- I trained uh, Bronson for years uh, when he would compete and it was fun to walk in the gym and kind of get the story. Cause you would, you would appreciate this, Ron, like th- there's, it's rooms, there's a room and then literally a hole in the wall. I mean, obviously large, but another room and then a third room. And it turns out that he started in just the first room, needed a little more space, went to the second Went to yeah. the third. Now he's saying he's going to knock down the walls. I don't know what direction they are, but we'll say, you know, the the south wall is going to get pushed down and he can take over some more spaces because um, uh, he owns that building. But he's got some renters uh, in the other spots. So it's like, you know, seeing it expand, but it's just a hardcore gym. You know what I mean? Like, and you can yeah. tell a bodybuilder's there because pieces of equipment that, you know, it's like, this is a brand new whatever. And then right next to it, that's from 1976. It's the best row you can get. You know what I mean? So yeah. the, only, the only downside was I wasn't scheduled to train. So I literally went in there and tossed an extra shoulder workout just because I was like, well, I, I have to go train there. Yeah, yeah, I'm for here. sure. You well, know, sometimes that has to be done. Yeah. But now I feel bad. I told him, I was like, well, I have to come back because this gym needs like a proper workout. Not I'm, I'm here at an expo workout. Yeah. Right, yeah, where I'm going to do rear delts and side delts and one pressing movement and then go home. Exactly yeah. what yeah, I yeah, did, yeah, yeah, literally. Yeah. <laughs> Just walk through all the laterals and then hit a press. I'm like, all right, we're good. Yeah, it's it's funny. The um, I was having a bit of a chuckle to myself about like my own workouts and how they've changed. And, you know, I mean, like, Training to failure and putting in a lot of effort, that just becomes easy. Right. After a while. Like, you know, I, I could go to the gym and literally take 10 working sets to complete failure and think, oh, yeah, it's a casual body part day. Right. You know, it's just normal, right? So, you know, because of my injuries and things I can't do anymore, I just don't want to put stress on that anymore. My shoulder workouts are a lot of laterals. Mm-hmm. So it's like the one day where I feel like I don't really lift any weights. You know what I mean? <laughs> like on leg day, on leg day, I still get into the hacks and we still load up the press and you know, you move some weights around and, you know, I could still yeah. squat if I had to, you know, like, um, and then, you know, chest day, we're still dusting off, you know, I'm getting up into the not too bad dumbbell area, you know, right. You know, training partners grabbing the one fifties now, you know, that sort of shit. But on shoulder day, it's a lot of like, there's a lot of 30 pound dumbbells. There's a lot of rear delts. There's a lot of cables. Right. And I just say, oh man, this isn't the shoulder workout it used to be. <laughs> <laughs> I feel it. But you know, what's funny is I found that, um, so I hired, um, it was, I don't know when, but I hired John Jewett a while ago. I just told him, I'm like, forget, forget who I am. Write me training. Uh, and we did a ton of laterals, like the cuffed laterals with the, around your wrists, so you're not even Ooh, holding yeah. them and stuff like that. Do sometimes, yeah. Um, and man, I like to sometimes I'll walk in the gym and I'll start with five sets of those before we even like that's the start. Huh. And yeah. man, you know, so we did with my this guy John I'm training with. We did a full workout last week where we went in, started with five sets of those, 
then walked over and did a seated lateral with a partial lateral, then hit two variations of rear delts, then a front raise. And I was like, all right, now we'll press. And he's like, what the fuck? And I mean, we, I, I was smoked. He was smoked. I mean, you're on the hammer strength shoulder press only doing three plates aside. And it's like a brutal three plates aside, you know? So there's something to be said about those laterals. <laughs> if you do them right. <laughs> you do those laterals oh, yeah. right, you smoke your ass. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I got a bunch of questions. You got some from YouTube, Scott? I've got a bunch. I, I've got nice. one that I, I'm curious to know what you guys think. Uh, this is from uh, Tino, a different Tino, and he says, uh, how does the Phil Heath-Kai Green rivalry rank in the all-time rivalries? Uh, bear in mind, where were it not Phil Heath-Kai would have definitely won the Olympia. For me, greatest, this is greatest. Yeah, go ahead, Dusty. You go for, ahead. for me, the, the this is the tricky part. Um, Kai, in my opinion, never nailed it when they were head to head. Like, if you look at Kai's best, now I know he won. He won when they at the uh, Arnold before. But my immediate thought when I think of rivalry becomes the Olympia. So even though Kai had won the Arnold. Every time when I'm going to say this, and it's going to sound terrible from a guy like me, but every time when it mattered, which is the Olympia, uh, Phil dusted him. Like, I'm a Kai fan. Like, he's one of my favorites of all time. And I never felt like Kai was close to beating Phil at the Olympia. Um, so for me, on the rivalry stance, I, I, don't, I don't rate it. Like, when I saw Jay and Ronnie, um, first Jay beat him in 01. I don't care what anyone says. And then after Ronnie annihilated everyone in 03, it became a matter of time in my head that Jay would pass him because he just kept advancing. And as good as Ronnie was, he was kind of staying. You know what I mean? So for me, I don't rate it nearly as high as I think a lot of people would as, as a rivalry. I guess I look at it different. I sort of think about the excitement it brought to the sport or the attention or the number of magazines it may have sold or mm -hmm. the buzz it generated or anything like that. So, you know, I, I, I understand Dusty's point from like, I never thought Kai beat Phil at the O. Um, I always thought it was clearly Phil. Mm -hmm. um, but I was at most, I think it was at all of those Olympias. I think it was at all of Phil Heath's wins. I think I went to all eight of those. And, and um, the crowd, man, like, I, I, you know, sometimes I feel like the crowd is really quiet at shows now, but there were those years when it was Phil and Kai, it was nuts. Like the crowd was going crazy. So I guess maybe I sort of feel it, see it, see it that way. Um, I mean, as far as my like recollection of bodybuilding that I've experienced, I feel like Phil and Kai was like maybe the second biggest rivalry after Jay and Ronnie. Right. I don't really feel like Dorian had a rivalry with anybody. It was like Dorian versus everyone. And, <laughs> and all these, and everyone started, sort of took turns placing second. You know, there was Flex Wheeler. There was LeVrone. <laughs> there was Sean Ray. It wasn't one guy. It was like, Dorian was like, just literally separate. Yeah. I think it's hysterical Whereas, the way you worded that because it's so true. They took turns. <laughs> and it wasn't even that they took turns pushing him. They took turns taking second. Taking second. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they took turns taking second. I, I know they I've said turns, this. Yeah. I know it's it, it's off topic, but I have to bring it up for anybody that looks back. Um, I had told Aceto that that I thought there were a couple of times that that Dorian had lost the Olympia. And he literally looked at me without blinking and said, You weren't there. Hmm. Like he yeah, and his like you know so like when when nasser took second and i was like ah i know from the back he lost but all the other poses chris was like no no like yeah. so that's that's something to factor in for people especially back then um is that the pictures don't do justice even the video doesn't do justice because chris is definitely someone who will talk bodybuilding with me and, and we go back and forth on a lot of things and he shot that idea down as no so i i definitely agree with that okay what else we got, I got one go ahead unless Scott wants to go anyone from, anyone from patreon we always want to put those people first. i don't think i have any patreon ones this week okay 
I got one. How early do you travel to a show to compete? If you're huh. driving, flying, or third option, another country. Ooh. Well, I don't count Canada as another country for the record. Um, right. It really Pushing isn't. Up. I should say as a U.S. citizen <laughs> because. Right. As a U.S. citizen. Yeah. Yeah. It was I'm say overseas maybe or, you know, yeah. Um, so for me, I always like to get there. If the show is Saturday, I, no matter where it is, I'm there on Wednesday. Um, I like to get right. there and get settled as a minimum. That's good. Um, you know, if I was flying overseas, I would probably fly on a Monday. Um, just primarily more because I always have a fear of something going wrong as far as getting there. Um, right. You know, and I do like to get there, get settled. I don't have any issue with flying in water. So no. water retention is a non-issue for me, 100%. Okay. Um, and I've never, you know, before I finish the sentence, I've never flown and competed like in Europe. So, and obviously now I never will. But so for me, the regular was Wednesday and it was never an issue. Uh, I also really like to be home. Like I don't sleep well on the road. Nothing is the yeah. same on the road. So for me, the shorter that time period of being away from my routine, the better. Um, so what, that was that makes Wednesday easy because truthfully, in the U.S. Uh, as as an amateur at the pro qualifiers, you weigh in on Thursday. That's why I get there Wednesday. Yeah, pretty simple. I I tell people, um, I mean, if you're just driving a few hours to a show, you can go Friday morning. You yep. know, you can just check into your hotel at noon and get set, or go Thursday evening. If you're flying, I like to go Wednesday or Thursday if you can get there early. I don't mind an early Thursday arrival as long as you've got lots of time to check in, go to the grocery store, go to the gym, you know, mm -hmm. take a nice walk, you know, be nice and relaxed, that sort of thing. So you can you can totally go on Thursday if it's like a short flight. Like, you know, right. if you're going from Arizona to LA, you can go Thursday. But yeah. or whatever. But um if you're flying overseas or a big trip, like if your show's in Mexico City <laughs> or right. something like that, I would arrive like Tuesday for sure. Mm -hmm. at the, like, you know, like you said, Monday for a big trip. I, you know, yeah, I would start getting nervous at anything later than that. You don't want anything to go wrong. And you're totally right. I think it's a huge mistake to go too early for a close show. Like some people are like, I don't know, they live in New York and they're competing in Dallas. Right. And they think, oh, I got to fly Tuesday to avoid water retention. No, you're just going to spend $1,000 on hotels that you don't need to spend. It's a waste of right. your fucking time. And you should just stay at home in your zone and go Thursday evening and you'll be totally fine. And the water on the plane thing, I firmly and completely believe that that is absolutely avoidable if you just drink a ton of water on the plane. As soon yep. as I just started doing that, all my problems were completely gone. They just became a, 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 a mythical thing of the past that never, ever occurred again. If you drink like, I think I even had a formula when I was like flying for shows. I'd like a half a liter for every hour you're in the air. No so kidding. if you're in the air for two hours, I would drink two liters or yep. a liter at least, you yep. know, like keep pissing. Like you have to piss on the plane like i know it sucks to get up and piss all the time on the plane but that's what you want you want to keep flushing keep flushing and as soon as i started doing that i'd get off the plane with like ankles yeah the time but if you like sleep add, do four hours of just sleep for four hours on the plane i'd get off of swollen feet because you didn't drink yeah no i was going to add too on the on the thing of getting there early i know we all remember when uh when kai was working with oscar and they decided to go to the olympia like weeks earlier whatever it was yes a month in vegas yeah that was right it was a month great marketing i think it i think it fucked him i think it was the well, biggest the name of the video the name of the video was overkill yeah Man, like they remember? went down there they took him completely out of his comfort zone he's in yeah. some seedy hotel i mean motel. everything about it was yeah they probably the doors on the outside of the building of that yeah they're in place. a motel using a like a little microwave with like yeah. fucking you know not even your normal imagine not having square plates oh my god well, i would have brought them with me i'm a fucking soldier but yes <laughs> supplies no, but I mean, son yeah hello i didn't even i didn't know they had i bring them to restaurants 
I'm like, no, I've got my own thanks. I slide it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, that's why you don't see me taking pictures for the gram at restaurants anymore. I'm like, these fuckers. No, but but seriously, like the the amount of things they threw off with that. I mean, I'm not going to say it would have changed the outcome, but it would have changed his outcome for sure. Right. I yeah. would have beaten Kai if he stayed his ass in New York where he belonged and then showed up right on time. Yeah. 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 Which maybe that's yeah. the issue, though. I've, I, I hung out with Kai this weekend and on time is tricky with him. So <laughs> I've heard that. We, dude, we were doing I have to tell this story, which is way off the charts. But there's like a world champion arm wrestler there, uh, I think, with Redcon. So we did like a, a spoof where we all pretended to arm wrestle him. And I literally told the guy right away, like, I will not resist. So when you're ready to push, push, and I'm going to, like, you're not going to break my arm today. And I know I'm not beating you at arm It wrestling. wasn't Devin Larrett, was it? I don't know. Big ass beard. I don't know what his name is. Okay. Um, but anyways, so they're, they're, they come over and they say, hey, you guys mind doing this? I was like, oh, sure. That'll be fun. Um, so we go line up. And then Rudy, you know, Rudy, that uh, runs a lot of yep. Redcon stuff. He's like, yep. well, Kai's changing right now. And the, the whole idea was to bring Kai in at the end um, to, to, you know, to kind of put on a little extra show. As soon as he said <laughs> Kai was training or changing, I said, right, I'm going to go back to my booth. Come get me when he's ready. Yeah. So 20 minutes later, they come get me to go back again. Because that's how he is. Like, it just baffles me. And I mean, love the guy. But like, if I know that literally a line of people and a line of people that are taking pictures and video of this are waiting for me, I can change a shirt in like 0.2 seconds and be back. Right? I don't know what he was wearing before because what he was wearing during was a hoodie and some pants. I don't right. know what I was different. It's all I've ever it seen. Was, it, was, hoodie and some it was so funny. I mean, when he finally came out, I was like, that's what we waited for. Right. <laughs> different usually when i go out with a girl and there's a long wait it's worth the wait i know what happened while she was up there but right anywho <laughs> so yes maybe that's why they got there a month early was just to make sure kai would be on time that's uh that's very true <laughs> i remember robin dana lynn bailey telling me about going to the gym with kai at like at the on the body power trip uh-huh they're like, I, cause they're like, Oh, what'd you guys do last night? And I was like, Oh, you know, me and Dusty went to Dino's with, with, you know, a couple of the mutant crew and, you know, we smashed a workout at Dino's and then we came back to the hotel and just ate, ate the restaurant and, you know, had a laugh and maybe went for a little walk, you know? And, um, <laughs> and, uh, and they're like, Oh yeah. And we didn't get back to the hotel till two in the morning. And I'm like, what were you guys doing? And they're like, Oh, we're at the gym with Kai. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, like, what does that mean? And they're like, well, you know, he takes an hour to go to the gym and then he takes an hour to warm up and stretch. And then he trains for two hours and then he takes an hour to do cardio and stretch and pose and talk to fans. And then we get back to the hotel and then we go eat and then we get back to the hotel too. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> and I'm just every like, day. oh, fuck. Yeah, they're like, they're like, when Kai goes to the gym, there is no, like, at that point in his career, because he was still competing, yeah. like, there's no rush to anything. Like, he's three hours at the gym normally, while it's three hours at the gym at 11 o'clock at night on an expo, too. Wow. Yeah, following yeah. an 11-hour day. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just you know. obsessive. Like, all the same amount of stretching and all the same amount of all the stuff that he would normally do, the broomstick warm-ups for 45 minutes and all that stuff. No, yeah. Never stopped. Yep. So pretty funny. I did have Most another Patreon question. Actually, I did have one from Ted. Shoot. Oh, okay. What Ted. is the greatest single episode of television you have ever seen? And he says oh, his pick I saw is this question. His pick is the Rick James episode of the Chappelle show. That's a great with one. Charlie Murphy telling the Rick James story. <laughs> True Hollywood stories. That was good. That was a fantastic episode. I saw that 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 question on the YouTube. So the the Rick James Charlie Murphy episode of the Chappelle show is the greatest episode of the Chappelle show but for sure. Yeah. By far. And it might be the funniest episode of any sketch comedy series of all time for sure. I wouldn't mind saying that. Um so if you're talking about anything in that genre, best episode of all time. So it's a great pick. Right. God, um, 
that's tough. And didn't he also, didn't someone else name like a, a Seinfeld episode, a specific Seinfeld say, episode? Like, there's some Seinfeld episodes that I, that yeah. are on the, there's a my bunch. There's, there's a few, same with Curb Your Enthusiasm, like the Palestinian chicken episode. Anyone who watches Curb, I think it's like season six. There's an episode called Palestinian chicken. It is mm-hmm. fucking nuts. It is so fucking hilarious. Then there's like the house at porn built. I think it's called porno gill. That episode, that episode, it's like season one or two. It's really early curb, but the porn app, the one where they go over to his buddy's house and his buddy used to be in porn and they're all right. having dinner and his buddy's telling all these inappropriate stories about when he used to shoot porn and it's, and everyone's just so fucking hilarious. Um, God. There's some great episodes. Then there's, there's one of my favorite series of all time is Battlestar Galactica. Mm-hmm. That I was never like saw that. Great, I heard that was, that was so good. It was so good. And there's an episode called Blood on the Decks. And it's a two-part episode. And the second part of the episode is called Blood on the Decks. And it's like a mutiny arc. So it's two episodes, but there's like a mutiny on the ship. And like half the crew turns on the other half of the crew. And it's like a real tense situation. And the Blood on the Decks episode, it just it just gets nasty. Is fucking right down to executions it is a rough episode and some of these characters have been good guys for the whole show and all of a sudden now their mutiny is happening so it's like characters that you used to think were good guys but now they're like head to head and like someone's got to go and it's an intense episode i just remember watching battlestar galactica and after it was over i was like i think it was final season that that episode's in the final season too and it like peaked like peaked. it was intense like yeah, it was just one of those like white knuckle episodes. If you were a fan, there's there's a bunch of like things you know for someone who really watched a lot of that, TV. I was gonna say I try to think of things that I would show people. Yeah, down the it's line. Hard. So so if you're because because I can't say that I would I personally would consider this like the best thing I've seen, but I can tell you I have not. I've shown more people the Will Ferrell cowbell or the cowbell routine from Saturday Night Live more than anything I've ever shown someone. Yeah, that's that good. A, that's an amazing skit. That's like peak two thousands SNL. Yeah, I mean, or is that, it nineties? That, that might even be nineties. Yeah, I don't even know, but I mean, I've probably like, if I hear someone hasn't seen that, I grab YouTube right then and there, pull it up, and I'm like here, and then yeah. watch, and I watch that with them as if I've never seen it. Yeah, because you know it's good SNL when the other actors can't hold it together. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it's Will Farrell being a genius too. Will Farrell is like peak about to get massive in that like cause he's yeah. still on the cast. People forget Will Farrell was SNL because he's such <laughs> a huge star. But he was just a cast member and he's like peak genius. Plus Christopher Walken is the host. So he's the <laughs> he record producer. So awesome. Yeah. Anyway, I yeah. think that's a great one. I had, there was another question there. It was, what TV show would you watch if you could watch it again for the first time? Yeah, Morgan. Morgan had that question. Yeah, Morgan. Big Morgan Mac. He said, if you could re-watch a TV show but have it feel like you're watching it for the first time, what would it be? Oof. Is this yeah. tough? Because I've I, there's a lot that I that I put in a pretty high regard, but I I really thought that Dexter was genius. That was a great show. So I great. think I would probably go with that just because anybody who can create a show where I'm rooting for the serial killer, yeah, yeah, and, he's, and, and I'm telling myself that he's just a good guy. You just know, misunderstood. Doing what needs to, yeah, just doing what needs He's, to be done. Well, he was saving the taxpayers' money. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, literally though, like if you think about, because like the first time I watched that show, I realized like the first episode, I'm like, this oh, it's going to really be weird, fucked. But then also the writing of that, because what I enjoyed. So one thing I hate about the shows that have like a, like a season is the whole thing is when a show feels like a filler. Yeah. In between episodes, I'm like, oh, so I didn't really need that episode. That show, what they made sure to do was there was a beginning and ending that mattered for every episode that also played along with the season long. Yeah, there was a subplot. 
yeah a subplot like for each one so so it mattered you know because like for example when with uh with yellowstone this season i literally felt like i watched four episodes that didn't matter at all like, right had i missed them it wouldn't have mattered i missed nothing yeah right it's like that. idling the engine yeah. was just idling for an episode that happened that actually happened in battlestar galactica in season two there was a writer's strike Oh, shit. so it really wasn't idle. <laughs> and so they had to use, there was like three episodes in a row. I still remember them. They were pointless and useless. And they kind of went down story paths that never got revisited and never, ever got brought up again. It was like once the <laughs> writer's strike was over and they went back to the scripts that were like written by the writers, it's mm-hmm. like they just pretended those three episodes didn't happen. They were really, really stupid. Anybody who hasn't left us, hopefully they'll just be happy that we're back. All right, well, yeah, I don't know if there's... Cause, cause I guess they I can't use... Expert. I guess they can't use the scripts that were written by the writers. They have to use like yeah. backup scripts or they're making them up. The fucking directors are writing them. Like, I don't know yeah, what they the had fuck like is a, going They had on. a week to knock that shit out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but I need your guys' votes because this, this is a big one. Well, I think if I could watch one show again watching it for the first time, it would be, and I'm only talking about the first four seasons. First four seasons of 24. Oh, great show. You guys remember 24? Yes. I didn't see it. Yes. Oh, my God. So, so good. I heard the first, good. well, the first season just, like, blew my, blew my mind. It was such an interesting concept. It had never been done before. There's never been a show like it. The whole concept is, the entire season is 24 episodes. Each season is 24 episodes. They're all one hour long and they're real time. So the whole yeah. season is one day. Yeah. So the season starts like 2 a.m. Episode one is 2 a.m. They're all named by their times. Yeah. yeah. So episode one is 2 a.m. And you see like a terrorist plant a bomb. And then episode two is 3 a.m. And you see like something gets triggered to uncover the FBI to, you know, trigger the FBI. And then episode three is four, four, four PM or whatever. And now the FBI is like, and, and it's like, they have one day, like this bomb's going off in less than 24 hours. So now they have like, so it's just every hour is tense. And like, I guess the continuity experts were super careful. They had to cut everybody's hair and keep their beards exactly the same length. Cause there was just one day. Right. Yeah, you can't and, all of a sudden have like overhanging hair. Yeah, yeah. So they, it was just a really interesting show and they did a great job at it. And the first four seasons were just, and they really made it hard to watch too. Like the main character was Kiefer Sutherland, right? Yeah, so he's he Jack drama. Bauer and Jack Bauer is a fucked up motherfucker. He's got some problems. He's the good guy, but yeah. he's got some problems. Um, you know, there's, I remember the scene where he, you know, you're not supposed to torture people, right? Good guys don't torture people, do they? <laughs> right. Right? Unless. <laughs> but he needs answers. And we're dealing with like a nuclear bomb. And, and we're dealing hours. with terrorists. And we don't have time. <laughs> do so he's, do. Got the, he's got the cigar clipper out. He's taking off fucking fingers. Start oh, talking, buddy. Start fucking talking. Yep. And he's pulls a, I remember one scene, he ties a guy to a chair, pulls a lamp yanks the cords out of it and just starts electrocuting him. Fucking talk. Fucking talk. Zap, 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 zap. Come on. Where the fuck is it? Just And he's like going to kill him, right? There's all sorts of awesome shit. He just goes way overboard in that in that show. And it it really fogged. It really blurred the lines between good guy and bad guy. And it really raised a lot of like moral questions about are you willing to torture someone to get the answer to like a potential nuclear threat or a of germ warfare or a mass killing of some kind. Like mm-hmm. I know we're not allowed to torture, but are there ever exceptions, right? Like there's all these questions and this was all happening. I think the first season was in 2001. Huh? Right. So this is like nine 11 era. Yeah. So there was all these moral dilemmas coming up. Each season was dealing with all these questions about how far can the government go to keep you safe. Yeah. Wink, wink. Yeah. I was right? gonna say, that's a scary the, line right there. Right. Like yeah. what is. Especially now. 
you know <laughs> and 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 the and the absolutely unbelievable positions that some of them are put in like you're dealing with like the head of like these government agencies and you know we like to get i like to get down on the government myself but at the same time some of these people are saving like millions of people with some of these decisions they're dealing Imagine with that moral dilemma fucking... going home at, at the end of the night like especially yeah. if it didn't work if you didn't get what yeah. you're looking for and you've done or backfired all that, or you, you just made it yeah. worse <laughs> you can't go back on the oh sorry about the whole lamp routine my bad yeah 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 <laughs> it's kind of like and it was really dark too like there's one episode, it's season three, and there's one episode, and they're dealing with a bioweapon. So there's like millions of people are going to get killed with a bioweapon, and they're trying to figure it out. And the, it's like, you know, the terrorists are like making demands, yeah. and they're trying to buy time. So they're doing the demands because they're trying to buy time. And the one demand is that Jack takes his boss, like the head of the counterterrorist unit, flies him in a helicopter out to this train yard and shoots him in the back of the fucking head. Hmm. And if he doesn't do it, so Jack takes his boss out to the train yard and you're like, is he, there's something's going to happen. He's not gonna do do it. Yeah. He's not going to, something's going to intervene. There's going to be something happen. And his boss is just like, Oh my God. Uh, like, like he goes along with it. Cause he doesn't know. And they, they get to the moment of truth and he fucking shoots him. You're kidding. The back of the head. He executes his boss and a van pulls up and these guys in mask get out and grab the body and throw it in and drive away. And then normally how every episode would end, would it, it would go back to the, the, the countdown. Tick, yeah. tick, tick, and yeah. the episode would end. That's and it would intense. go beep, beep, beep. But that one, it, it ticked down silently. Huh. Yeah. They took the beep out and just made it so dark. Yeah. I just yeah. remember watching that episode. I was like, he just shot his fucking boss in the head. That was dark. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that show pushed it. That was like, there, there, there's, 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 there's never going to be any revolutionary network television ever again. That's funny that you said that because we, we talk about that on everything now. Movies, TV, sporting events. Because I feel like now... We're either remaking things that have already been done or like, for example, like Dennis Rodman and what he did. Well, now when I, when you see a, a NBA player covered in tattoos, you're like, Hey, Hey John, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it doesn't fucking matter. Or, you know, <clears throat> Nirvana created a genre essentially. You know what I mean? Like, so now anything I see, it's kind of like, eh, I've seen this movie before. <laughs> You know, right. like we, we just had a conversation about this on Saturday, thinking about all the things that, that have been done, whether it's in music, TV, movies, that now it's just been done. You know what I mean? Like there, there's never going to be a Johnny Cash again. Yeah. And and the the fact that network TV is going to be completely dead soon. Yeah. So all the power and oversight and decision making and the advertising revenue and the all those decisions being influenced and the, you know, you can't swear on TV, like how it, you know, all that stuff, it's, it's, it's dead, you know? So mm -hmm. shows like that, that had to challenge all those things. That'll never happen again. Cause those things are all on streaming services now and the internet and yeah, yeah there are no rules. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I saw, yeah. I saw there's two things I wanted to mention. Number one, I saw that Ozark is coming back out. So I'm pumped yes. for that, the next section of Ozark. And number two, this isn't the best thing I've ever seen in TV in my life, but it warmed my heart. Uh, we were, there, There's these documentaries, like true crime documentaries, and we watched one about uh, Ted Bundy. And mm -hmm. they have all this amazing footage of like 1970s New York City. And I love that shit, first of all, where you get to just yes. see like what the cars look like going down the street and like guys in the police station just smoking cigarettes. And it's just like life was so different then. And it warmed my heart when they caught Bundy. There's this big press conference and uh, the police chief is standing there and they've got all these guys with the cameras and they're all, you know, bumping into each other. And some reporter said something really shitty to the chief, something about like how they didn't do a good job or like how they should have gotten him sooner. And the chief's response was, you know what? Fuck you, you son of a bitch. Like, you imagine. He was like, and he just went off and he was like, fuck you, you son of a bitch. You think you could do a better job? 
And I was just thinking to myself, imagine if we saw that on the news today. Like there would be this, like, no, oh my God, now we gotta we gotta fire the police chief, and he's gonna have to make a public apology. And he was just like, he was ready to just like punch the dude in the face. And I was yeah. like, you know what? I feel like we need a little more of that in our a lives today. <laughs> we a need a little more, more. We need a little more Mike Tyson on the plane. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> how great did that quote come full circle? About how many uh, years ago? How many years ago did Mike say that? Dude, it was it was. The beginning like of social media. Ago. Yeah. Six, five, eight, six years, years ago. ago. Yeah. yeah. I mean, wild. So that coming back up is the, the memes were just everywhere. And I'm like, did that guy not see that? Did he, is he the only guy that didn't see that? <laughs> yeah. So what was the full, did you guys watch all those clips? I didn't oh, yeah. just, No. The kid was just hounding him on the plane. And didn't Mike even give him something to like get him to leave him alone? Like he did like a selfie or something with him before. Yeah, he's like trying to get him to leave him alone or something like that. And he just people that were on the plane said that it was like that that Mike could not have possibly handled it better (laughs) the entire time. And I think they were including the part where he turned around and beat the shit out of him. They were counting that this couldn't have handled it better. It doesn't seem like there's any charges or no one's being sued or anything, is there? If the kid's like, got a brain in his head, he leaves it the fuck alone and says, It's like everyone learned. was like, just sit down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> but he punched me. Just just sit down. <laughs> You're lucky. That's all it was. I was I mean, I'm stunned that it that the airplane and the, like nothing stopped like intervened before surprise. Yeah, no no air marshal or anybody like it's supposed to be an air marshal on all those flights, isn't there? Yeah. Okay, here's the thing. Go. Here's the thing. I've learned about this. So if there's something. Okay. So the air marshal isn't supposed to get up unless there's something that's going to like comp- like a terrorist that people can do stuff like that as a as a diversion so they can figure out who the air marshal who is. Who the air marshal is. Yeah, so he's not right. supposed to reveal his identity unless the the flight is actually in danger. Unless there's something like really, you know, yeah, like 24. Like it's time to out. pull his gun out and shoot somebody. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. wild. Yeah, because I mean, that, that makes sense. But it's at the same time, it's it's fascinating. Here's the only thing that I think in these cases in general that bothers me and not with Mike Tyson necessarily, but that there's so many people watching something wrong, filming what is wrong. And no one doesn't just like, you know, it could be just a nice gentleman in 24C that walks up and just goes, you're going to move now. <laughs> just guide yeah. you away. I mean. I think I would have done something. I think oh, I, for sure. I like if I was sitting if I was sitting in that area of the plane, I would have stood up. I would have walked. Like I just I know I would have. I would have been like, dude, you you're gonna have to stop. Yeah. Like we all want you to stop because the last thing any of us on this flight want is for Mike Tyson to beat the fucking shit out of you on this plane, and us have to turn around and go back to fucking wherever the fuck we just left. Like yeah. that would be a concern of mine, right? Is that the plane's yeah. going to turn around or make an emergency landing somewhere because there's a yeah. half dead kid? Yeah. Now my day's interrupted. I would have been it's, thinking like, yeah, <laughs> we're going to get steak as soon as I land. You fuck up my dinner, kid. Yeah, I'm Dusty's picking me up from the fucking airport, and we're getting there. <laughs> uh, that's that's a hard thing to say. Hey, Dusty, I'm not going to be there. Uh, Mike Tyson beat somebody up on my flight. <laughs> God, tell me you got video. Tell me you got video. <laughs> we had to we had to pull an emergency landing in Utah or whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah. shit. But yeah, that restored my my like. It, it made me realize. You know, I saw that. I saw. And by the way, too, like when he did that, like nobody like thought twice about it. Like it was like you know yeah. the standard response. Like, and that's what we should be afraid of in life. That maybe if you lip off that the police chief might just deck you, you know, this is, this yeah. is funny, but I, I have to, I have to share this because my, um, so my dad had a secretary when I was a kid that was my mother's friend. So she would okay. come over and just chat and whatever. And, uh, so he's, he had to let a guy go, uh, at one of the plants. And the, so I, my dad came home. He doesn't say anything the night before. And then the next night there's, uh, Donna comes over and, uh, She's like, Julie, did, did Bill tell you what happened yesterday? And my mom's like, no. She, well, he had to fire this guy. So this guy comes into his office and he's, you know, I got to let you go, whatever. And the guy's like, well, just so you know, when I when you get out of this freaking place, I'm going to be in the parking lot waiting to kick your ass, this and that. 
and and he's yelling and the door is open, obviously, because they try to keep it whatever. And all of a sudden she goes, I look over and Bill's standing at the door and he goes, well, let's just do it now. <laughs> and he's like, let's go. And the guy's just sitting in the chair like, what am I supposed to do now? I've just called my boss out, not thinking he's going to be like, well, let's fight you right now then. And he just walks out to the parking lot and he goes, so now I'm sitting in the office with this guy who doesn't want to leave the office now for like five <laughs> minutes straight. <laughs> she goes, so finally Bill comes in and goes, are you ready to leave now? And the guy goes, yes. And then just walked out oh, by himself. <laughs> and I was like, leave it to him to not even tell that story. He just comes home. <laughs> and my, my mom goes, why don't you tell me that? He goes, well, nothing happened. <laughs> and I was like, it's actually true. Nothing did happen. You had a point. Nothing happened. There's not a story to tell. I was like, no, nobody wants point. to. Nobody wants to tell that lame story of like, yeah. So I like what all almost happened. got in a fight. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I think is great though, because I was like, and and back then also like, you would be sued for even suggesting that now. Yeah, yeah. that would become this whole thing that your boss would be. Nothing ever comes of it. Nothing happened. My I'm boss like, tried to fight me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm like, I want did to move you, back to that Didn't you ask era. him to fight you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't it your idea? Yeah. He just said, sure. Didn't want to wait till five yeah. o'clock because he was meeting Ron for dinner. <laughs> well, it's funny. In I believe the law in Canada is that you can consent to violence. That's fantastic. But you can't consent to injury. Huh? So two guys mm -hmm. can fight in the parking lot and it's not technically a crime. Unless the one guy gets knocked out and they call an ambulance. Now it's assault. That's huh. the same. They have uh, it's so technically, technically here, um, self-defense is equal or lesser force. And I'm like, well, equal isn't enough and lesser yeah. sure isn't enough. Yeah, right. I'm going to need at right. least a little bit more. To be right, legit. I need equal plus <laughs> enough to, yeah, that's, yeah, I know. To end the situation. So it doesn't mean you're going to get charged, obviously. I mean, yeah, I know a lot of people have been there, but it leaves a gray area where you can get in yeah. trouble for someone attacking you and oh, you yeah. ending it. Like, it's wild. All the stuff when you're like, like uh, self-protection that I've been studying, if you right. do ever have to shoot somebody that they like they say like you need like fifty thousand dollars a fund put away that they t they tell you that they're like if you carry a gun you should have 50 grand just put away in case you need a lawyer because you're gonna in case you shoot somebody because you're gonna need a lawyer you're gonna get sued no matter what the situation is like you're yeah. gonna go to jail it's gonna be a big deal and you know yeah you're in trouble what a mess what yeah. a mess yeah Jesus, Jesus. I always tell people when you've got the back of their head and you're ramming it into the bricks, like <laughs> twice tops, <laughs> three times. Don't actually open their mouth up on the curb. That's where you've gone yeah. too far. Yeah, you got to be very careful. That's why, you know, back in the day when you work in the door, back in the 90s, a little open hand. <laughs> they used to tell us nothing in the face that leaves marks. Right. Well, this slap, the slap, the open hand slap was a good one because if you knock a guy out with a slap, he's usually too embarrassed to say anything. <laughs> Which is very true. Very true. <laughs> I told you that reminds me. Jose said that when he was a kid. He did that at school one time. He open hand slapped a kid. And if you've ever seen Jose's hands, they look like bricks. But he goes, uh, the kid's head hit the wall. And then it was a big mess. And Jose goes, man, when I was a kid, I'd just be doing dumb kid shit and man shit would happen. That's <laughs> <laughs> just like, that's the greatest quote of all time. Like, whoops. <laughs> Again, man shit. Fuck. Yeah. No. You got to be careful. I'm really, you know, there's, there's nothing more stressful than that that those moments right after something violent has happened do you know oh, what i yeah. mean like i just remember back in the day like there'd be a big fight and you'd have to get in and throw guys out and you know you, you know you, there's chaos everywhere and there's this like stressful moment after where you're like you know fuck i hope no one's hurt because like right. i don't want my you know i don't want to get sued i don't want the bar to get sued i want to fuck things you know what i mean it was it's always mm -hmm. there's always always that just chaotic sort of like what's going to come of this after yeah, every incident yeah. Yep. yeah. And that was back in the 90s too. Like nowadays, that's 
I can't imagine. You would already know you're getting sued and you're fucked. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're already fired. Just, but I just <laughs> broke up a fight. Yeah, you, you, you used, yeah, it was, it was too We have rough. to eliminate you to increase or decrease our odds of how bad it's almost like they have to fire the whole staff every time they break up a fight just to clean the slate (laughs) it's probably true now (laughs) okay you got let's get another question going all right i got i have a training question here uh do you fellas have any advice on how the brachialis works and how to train it uh, I've seen not, uh, I've seen none, no, excuse me. I don't even know what he's, let's just say, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, just, we'll just stop there. My favorite. So uh, uh, grabbing an easy bar, reverse grip, but then making sure at the top, let's see if I get my hand in here at the top of the movement. When you come up, Ooh, I gotta go this way. Sorry, I can't bring Let's that wrist back. So yeah. at the top of every curl, literally roll that wrist back is my absolute favorite way to hit the brachialis. And then, of course, hammer curls. Hit it as yeah. well. Awesome. Reverse barbell curls are awesome. They're, okay. they're devastating on the, on the brachioradialis, especially, which is the part that's on the forearm. Mm-hmm. You know, like this, this muscle here that's on the forearm. The reverse curls will hit that a lot. Yeah. Um, hammer curls will hit, you know, both the brachialis and the brachioradialis, but yeah, they're, they're awesome. And uh, reverse easy bar curls are an underrated sort of forgotten old school movement that I don't see a lot of people doing anymore, but I've started doing them again recently. Actually, that's funny that you brought those up. Did you do high great. rep? Yeah. I don't go Me heavy too. on them. I grab yeah. like a 60 or, mm-hmm. a, and I'll do like twenties, like sets of 20 yep. squeezing. Yeah. They're great. Let me ask you a follow-up then, Ron, because I know you said the arms were kind of like your nemesis through your whole career. What what were the things that you found were the best for your arm growth? Um, super, super good form. Super good form. Lots of synthol. Um, <laughs> or any oil, for that matter, that would kidding. fit in the arm. <laughs> yeah. Nah. I seen yeah I seen so many guys ruin shit shooting it it's terrible, um yeah just form, form full range of motion and form. I'm yeah. posting uh, videos today which now will be after the fact, but um my my top set of seated dumbbell curls were 40s. Okay, and, I use 40s you know, as well. You know, and I don't yeah. I I don't need to go above that. And I did a set with a 30 and a set of 35 first. Um, and it's just like Ron said, I try to make sure I found, and this could be completely wrong, but I've noticed a lot of guys with really good shoulders, if they're not genetically gifted, have weaker biceps, which hmm. was always my issue because the shoulders are getting involved on the curls. Hmm. So I've not really realized late in my career, way too late, uh, that I had to lighten it up a ton and just say to myself, am I feeling the bicep the entire time? Does anything I, else come I, into play? If it does, fuck. I think a lot of, of a lot of uh, people make the mistake on biceps of their arm doesn't move in a straight line. Hmm. Agreed. So like their elbow will turn out as they curl up and then they'll sort of come back around. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, or though if they're on a preacher curl machine, they'll like torque. Like it's not moving straight. It's not... Everything should be in a straight line. I don't know if I can even like exact demonstrate this, but everything should be like in a straight line. Like the shoulder, the elbow, the wrist should all be in like a straight line for biceps. You shouldn't be doing like this on the mm-hmm. preacher machine, like turning in like this, almost like you're arm wrestling it. You know, it should be all straight mm-hmm. line like this. And yep. also too, I completely agree with all the stuff they're saying about how fixed hand positions probably aren't the best way to train triceps with the way the elbow rotates as you come down and the way the shoulder works with the elbow, like, you know, fixed bar behind the head stuff is probably not as great for your joints as a single arm movement where you can line everything up properly. I mm-hmm. understand we've all had a lot of fun. Dusty's the king of the barbell skull crusher. Yeah. I've done all my, I used to pin a plate to the stack and put a hundred pound dumbbell on my foot so I could do press downs. 
Like, you know, we, <laughs> I we, did on his foot so he wouldn't lift off the ground, Scott. Yeah, I hook it with my foot and fucking do heavy press. I downs, saw right? Scott's face. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, you know. So, but I just think you know, they're like if you watch a lot of Joe Bennett, like hypertrophy coach, talks about lining up the joints for tricep work. Yeah, and that's why you know that's why I'm such a fan of cables for triceps now. Huh. With mm-hmm. some of my joint pain, I realize on cables I can line everything up in straight lines, and that everything just moves. There's no that none of that like turning of the, you know, there's none of that going on of the elbow while you're extending. Right? It's you can just right. move in like a perfectly straight line. Yeah. And yeah, I never I thought know. about that before. And I just was talking to a guy yesterday that I work with who. He was saying skull crushers with a cambered bar hurt his elbows. And I I was explaining to him how I've always gotten that too. But if I use dumbbells, it doesn't. And it makes sense because with the dumbbells, you can keep those, they keep that line straight. That makes sense. Yeah. And you're not, you don't have that torque on the the joints. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. You should also look with those. Um, It's funny you guys said that. But um, like you said, Ron, like I can do a 225 skull crusher with a barbell. But I can do a decline dumbbell skull crusher with 50s and get annihilated. Just hmm. the tricep. And I don't think you're going to see anyone complain about elbow problems from that. And I mean, I'm telling you the pump, like I was doing sets of 10 today and I was smoked. And you're, you, That you, would be a great, I, I, I get what you mean about a slight decline. I get what yeah. you mean. Because you that get more stretch there. Oh, I do that yeah, too. elbow is straight up in the air. And I'm telling you, like... I don't, I don't foresee a 55 in my future anytime soon. You won't need it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's brutal. So something to think about. I think sometimes as much as I'm a proponent of watching guys who have muscles you want and saying that might work, I think sometimes we get away with murder because it's just a muscle that would grow for us. Hmm, Or you just put it. I would never say to somebody, yeah, do my tricep training. I've gotten so many people's triceps blown out doing this. You know, right. I'm like, I could probably collect more uh, uh, surgeons' financial situations getting a bunch of people doing skull crushers at 225. <laughs> you get a few. You get a few. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hey, uh, I got to take a quick piss. Cool. Intermission. We we have, Ron has lasted a long time here. He gets no flack for this one. None. No. no. So, so, Scott, I have to tell you this real quick because it's funny. Yeah. And you might have even noticed. So, when we started, I was baked out of my head and i was falling asleep <laughs> were you really literally i was like i had to drop my head so i could close my eyes for a second you had the hand re- so you could re- yeah. yeah so i kept doing if you watch the episode you're gonna see me doing this yeah because because my eyes were like like blurry yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i was like fuck fuck and then at one point right before i kind of came to life i kind of drifted off and i went like this yeah I'm and then i was ready then I was ready, yeah. and then I had the rest of the podcast. I was on fire. You're, yeah, you were fresh. You were ready to go. You got watched it. I was like, dude, this is t- – I, I sent – I don't know if you noticed, but yeah. I sent Nikki to the store to get me a monster during the show. You're kidding me. And she went? I text her, and she went and got a monster, and you'll see. It that's comes a keeper. In and I'm like, <laughs> that's a keeper right there. <laughs> I need a monster now. I'm fucked. Oh, God. That's the behind-the-scenes stuff. Exactly. But we can keep this in, right? We're keeping this in. Leave it. Why not? We got to keep it in. Yeah. Oh, it was fucking gold. I'm like, wow, I am wrecked right now. <laughs> <laughs> We've had a few episodes where people are like, Ron's really stoned for this episode. <laughs> so if you watch, when you're, when you're watching the edit, you're going to see a lot of this for yeah. like 10 seconds. And then I come back up <laughs> and I try again. <laughs> It's like, no, you're not come bored. on, Dust. You can do this. I, I, I promise, Roman. I am interested. I'm just really fucking right. Dusty's really bored at the Roman Fritz interview for some reason. I don't, do they not like each other? He just yeah. keeps looking down. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Fuck. Nothing. Nothing. Can't happened. do two shows. Can't do two Dude, this shows. Is, this is a long second show, though, so it, it's cool. It works. We yeah, had another another right. YouTube one here, and I think this was geared toward Dusty, uh, favorite Canadian thrash or metal band. That had to be to you, Dusty. <laughs> I was going to say, it took me a second to register that that was pure sarcasm. I'm like, ah. <laughs> so what's the answer there, uh, Dusty, that's not Dusty? <clears throat> I don't know much about Canadian thrash or what? metal. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, 
Yeah, I just now watch. He's well, about first to tell the people, entire history of it. So right, no. right. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I don't know much, but in '67, <laughs> I think, I think. If I'm just trying to think, who is even Canadian? I think Helix was Canadian. Wasn't Helix Canadian? I gotta go. Don't ask him. us. We don't fucking know. Helix. I don't even know Helix. It was a rock band. It was like a a, a glam metal band. Yeah, they are. They're a, a glam metal band. Yeah. They were big in like the eighties. Dusty but, left. Dusty see, left. He doesn't know anything. He couldn't no. contribute to the Canadian thrash metal scene. <laughs> Here he is. He's back. People think I'm into metal, but exactly. I'm not really into metal. I'm into like some metal, mostly classic older metal. There we go. Like, He's back. I like I like Maiden and Judas Priest and Metallica and shit. But yeah. I don't really know the new yeah. metal like I even was driving in with my Sirius satellite radio on the other day, and I put it on Octane, I think, which is all like new metal. Okay. And I didn't know any of the fucking bands. Like, and it just sounds so like, I don't know how to put it. It's it's a that new metal sound is just different. It's not it's not the same as the old metal sound. They they're amazing, but I just I don't know who any of them were. You know. <laughs> I know Gojira. I know they're like a huge metal band right now. And they're awesome, but I'm just not really into that music. Yeah, I never heard of Gojira. Dusty, I'm just happy that uh, there was a question that Ron didn't like have any information on. I didn't yeah. know that those existed. If we had T-shirts, you know how Scott, you know how shirt. there's people, yeah. you know how Scott, how people um, like they think they know something about everything. Mm-hmm. Ron right. really knows so much shit about so many things that I'm always like. Wow. And Ron's only like a couple years older than me. And the amount of information in his head is like 1,000 times more than me. It's painful for my like ego. Not that I ever thought I was super smart, but goddamn, you're killing me. So I'm just look. I had to look it up. I didn't know Slaughter was Canadian. Slaughter was a good oh, one. Okay, there you go. Yeah. That was a good one. I didn't know Slaughter was Canadian. And uh, Voivod's, Voivod is also Canadian. I didn't know that. So there you go. I learned something. But the important thing, Dusty, is when you don't know, you have to say. I yeah, don't now know. he knows if this ever comes up in 77 years yeah. from now, when someone asks for you know, like, well, Slaughter and Voivod are Canadian, which I didn't know. <laughs> but I learned it on episode 135 of, or 136 <laughs> of It's This Bodybuilding. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's fun. classic. We got any, any more solid good ones here? I think someone is referencing. Oh, this goes way back. Wow. This goes way back in a Q&A okay. Dusty did on Intense Muscle in 2009. Oh, Fuck. Oh, like wow. I said, way back. Okay. He says, uh, All right, here we go. And he actually says, I, I didn't see this one. He says, I posted this question a couple days back. Uh, oh, on a two week old video. Silly me. Anyway. It'd be cool if you guys could get to this on the next show. He says, a really interesting strategy utilized by Dante to help his guys grow in the offseason was eating instinctively. Dante touches on this. Oh, it was a a post he made. uh, Oh, no, Dusty touches on this in a post he made on Intense Muscle Q&A back in 2009 saying, due to training with Dante and his teachings, I now eat based on what my body tells me to eat as far as amounts. I don't weigh out my foods and the calories vary from day to day based on calories burned. It would be cool if you could ask Dusty to go into more detail regarding uh, this and how it alongside DC training allowed him to transform his physique. Cheers. And that's from Iron Warrior. He's a he's a good listener. He's had a lot of good uh, feedback yeah. for us. Well, here's the tricky thing <clears throat> is absolute fact um but my i guess i'll use the word caveat to that is you have to recognize that there's a certain amount of food you have to get down you know what i'm saying like so you because for example i'm not a huge eater so if i literally only ate because i was hungry that would be an issue um but what it did allow me to do is Activity determined how many calories I needed to consume. You're a lot more hungry, for example, after a back day or a leg day than you are on an arm day. So that helped me not get as fat as I used to get, 
um, just following a basic, holy shit, we got to eat a ton of food diet. Because what, what that used to be for me was training days through the roof, off days a little less. And obviously an arm training day versus a leg training day, significantly different on calories out. Also significantly different on how many calories I wanted to consume. Uh, I also trained earlier in the day back then. So it really did. I trained first thing in the morning. So it was very easy for that training day to determine how much food to eat. You know what I'm saying? So it is a little bit tricky. For example, any of my clients who are listening know this is not ever happening. We're not doing it. You're going to eat what I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> because most of them, and you got two sides of this, guys, is the guys who don't eat much like me won't eat enough. And I've got guys that can eat. It doesn't matter how much food I give them. They're like, I'm hungry. I'm like, how? How are you fucking hungry? It doesn't even make sense to me. You know, and they're and they're gaining weight and muscle. So I can't just say, oh, we'll eat more like you'll get fat, you yeah. know. So he's right. And that's one of those things. If I could go back and erase that post, <laughs> I probably would just because of the fact that it's very difficult to do. And Dante had a ton of um, like we worked together on how much I could eat based on what I felt. Yeah. So it was, it wasn't, it, it sounds like listening to that back. I'm like, wow, I should have written that a lot better because <laughs> it, it sounds like I was just like, ah, I don't really feel like eating right now. So I yeah. didn't, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, or, yeah, or right. a lot. Still got huge. I had the amount of food that I needed to eat. And if I could eat more, I would. And that's really what it was is I had almost like a minimum requirement. And on days that I was more hungry, I would just add food to it. Yeah. <clears throat> so. Hope that helps, dude. And uh, please tell me where that is exactly so I can delete the post. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we had a we had a female <clears throat> listener, so I got to throw this in here. This is Kate. Oh, cat. Okay, sorry, cat. She says, uh, "Cat." Uh, so she's number thirty-eight, I believe. We had a thirty-nine that I met in Utah this weekend. Go oh, ahead. Okay. okay. She yeah. says, um, "Thought." She said, "I thought I was the only girl listening." Um, uh, she says she listens while doing her morning cardio. I have a question. Uh, how do you get rid of watery tension on ladies' legs? Mine is so bad. Scott may want to look on my Instagram photos as we are friends there. Uh, I'm on HRT currently lowering my estrogen dose to help six weeks out Saturday. Uh, what's your go-to supplements, exercises, PEDs, diet? Um, many thanks, guys. Love the show. Oh, that's really hard to answer. Because water retention, I mean, it could be triggered by so many different things. I mean, the the best answer I could give that I'd be comfortable with, you know, it would just be, you know, your water and sodium intake have to be high enough that your body isn't hormonally holding on to either one of those. So mm -hmm. you need to have your sodium and water intake high enough that your aldosterone level is very low. So you know, sea salt and a lot of drinking. But I mean, aside from that, your your kidneys are, should be able to handle all that stuff. And holding water is usually from not being hydrated or electrolyted properly or, or eating like garbage junk food. But obviously, if you're like prepping, then that's not going to happen. So yeah, it, it could be from a few things. But I mean, that would sort of to me, wander into the medical realm. I don't know. It's hard to I, say. I was going to say, uh, Ron, you nailed everything on water that I would add. Um, next thing is blood work. When, when someone yeah. brings up, uh, you know, altering estradiol levels, I'm always like, make sure that that's an answer you need to be looking at. And then the last one, and I'm, I'm going to hope that I'm wrong, but I have to say it since we're blind. A lot of times people that are trying to lose water in their legs are mistaking fat for water. Yeah. So you may be just someone, a lot of women, I hate to speak like that, but in general, a lot of women lose from the top down. So being lean in your abs and up top, and then still feeling like you got miles away in the lower body is, is relatively normal. Yeah. 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 And pretty common. I couldn't find her. I was looking for her pictures on Instagram, but I couldn't find her. So, we didn't really help much, but okay. best we could do. But I think no, what that Ron said, that, if that it is water, Ron nailed it on the things I would just shoot through the roof. Okay. For sure. Okay. We got one more we want to round up with? 
sure. There, there, I can't find it. There was like this crazy sex one. If you were both a male and a female and I don't no, even I don't know. Go, where, I don't go to high school. We're not yeah, doing that. I, I don't know where that one is. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's so I, sad for I, me. I scrolled up and down. Where was like this when times. we had, when, where was this when we had Roman on the show? <laughs> yeah, we could have just directed straight to him. Roman, a yeah, fan yeah. wants to know just what you would do. I think that was everything I had here. But besides was that, one, one of those was it one of those would you suck your own dick questions? It was something like yeah, yeah. who would get oh, pregnant whoops. or I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Oh man. Okay. Well, thanks to so that's as good as finishing on a question. Um, <laughs> thanks again, guys. Episode one thirty six of It's Just Bodybuilding. Remember to like, share, subscribe, comment. And ring the bell. Ring, comment, ring the bell. Comment with questions for the next episode. Yes. Comment with and they're doing good with that. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, we're liking this two shows a week format, and you guys seem to like it. We're getting a lot of positive feedback when we do it. So we um, hope we're helping you through cardio either way. Exactly. Okay. Remember, everybody, it's just bodybuilding. Oh.